Hi, and welcome to Ask Wardy. I'm Wardy, a wife and mom of three, lead teacher, blogger, and founder of traditionalcookingschool.com. I'm also the author of The Complete Idiot's Guide to Fermenting Foods. Ask Wardy is the weekly show devoted to answering your niggling questions about traditional cooking. Maybe it's your sourdough starter, your sauerkraut, preserving foods, broth, superfoods, or anything else to do with traditional cooking. You can catch Ask Wardy live each Wednesday at 10 a.m. Pacific, that's 1 p.m. Eastern, or through the podcast and video replays at askwardy.tv. And now, let's get to today's show. Hi, and welcome everyone to Ask Wardy. I'm so thrilled you're here. If you're here with me live, a big warm welcome to you. And not to leave out anybody though, because if you're with me on iTunes or on Ask Wardy TV, you are special too. I'm so glad you're here joining me for another episode of Ask Wardy. This is episode number 27. And for your information, you will find the video recording, the podcast version, the audio uh, that you can listen to. Um, and any links mentioned, plus notes about my answer today to the question at tradcookschool.com slash aw027 for Ask Wardy episode 27. So again, that's tradcookschool.com slash aw027. That's where all the notes and replays and everything will be. So if you're listening in your earbuds, you want to check out the video, you could switch there and vice versa. So we have a great question today. It comes from Ali D., who says, I have been making and having lacto-fermented vegetables for a few months now. However, my current batch seems to have become more fermented than usual, and the smell is quite strong to make me throw up. Uh-oh. <laughs> it doesn't smell rotten, and my wife says it is okay, but I still can't manage to take it down. How is it possible to know if it's spoiled or not? Says Allie D. So Allie and his wife are just wondering if their fermenting is going okay. And I want to take a quick poll here of everybody who's listening live. Have you been in a similar situation where you've opened, you've fermented something, you've opened it up, and it doesn't smell rotten, but you have trouble taking it down? And have you been in that situation where you're like, is this good or not? I'm getting a yes, and you could put a yes or a thumbs up in the comment if you've been in a similar situation. So I'm getting a bunch of yeses. You could also just tap the screen. <laughs> Lilac Leo is saying, oh my, yes and more yeps, all right. Well, I'm so glad we're tackling LED's question today because I think it comes up quite a bit because fermentation is this beautiful process. It's a natural process. It's not, um, it doesn't go the same way every time. And that's the beauty of it. It's also the problem with it. Um, so we have these variable results and it's this continuum of, you know, what could possibly be spoiled to what's okay. And in between we have these degrees of, you know, moving either way on the continuum. And so it's up to us. It's our noses and our senses and our, you know, our taste to determine whether it's spoilt or not. And um, sometimes it's hard to tell. Although if you got my email this morning inviting you to ask Wardy, you know that I said in my email, you will know, you just will. And I do believe that. You got to trust yourself on these things. You will know if it's spoiled or not. And I think reading through Allie's question, and you all heard it too, I think you all know the answer too. From what he said, give me a, some feedback right now in the comments. Do a thumbs up if you think his ferment is okay, and a thumbs down if you think it's spoiled. And I'll read you it again, and I want to see what you guys think. He said, my current batch seems to become more fermented than usual, and the smell is quite strong to make me throw up. It doesn't smell rotten, and my wife says it is okay. 
So we're getting two thumbs down so far. We're getting a thumbs up. All right, so two people are saying it's spoiled. One person's saying it's okay. Well, I know what my opinion is. I'd love to hear from more of you. Don't be afraid. There's no wrong answers here. But like I told you, the beauty of fermenting is we have to trust ourselves. We're getting a thumbs up from Mama Stay Strong. Okay, mold, not, not getting into the mold right now. We're just talking about what he says. The smell is quite strong to make him throw up. His wife says it's okay though. Um, Meg is saying spoiled in my opinion. Uh, we're getting another thumbs down. So actually you guys are more on the, uh, more on the spoiled end of the spectrum. Well, let me tell you some tips and pointers for how you can tell. Cause I told you that you can just tell, you will just know but there is more to be said about it. There are some things that you can rely on. It's, in the end, it's going to be a decision you have to make. Is it bad or not? Um, so let's talk about some signs that it's going right, and then we'll talk about signs that it's going wrong. <laughs> Lilac Leo is saying, I think it's his nose and taste versus his wife's. All right, well, remember what Lilac Leo said. So here's the signs that it's going right. Um, let me preface this by saying I am a firm believer in being hands-on with your ferments. So it's not that, you know, they're open all the time, but when they're fermenting, feel free to open the jar daily and just get in touch what's happening there. See how the vegetables are softening. See how the taste is developing. See what it smells like. Push things down if the bubbles are lifting up the mixture. And you're going to learn about your ferment. You're also going to be able to... Um, address things that are coming up, like pushing it back down if bubbles are pushing it up in the jar. And it's just gonna make you a better fermenter if you are hands-on. So uh, that's why if you are hands-on, it's a lot easier to have these signs that it's going right, be informing you along the process. So signs that it's going right. Um, and you know the process of fermenting involves, um, well, should I just explain it really quick? You have naturally abundant organisms on our fruits and vegetables and you're putting them in an environment where they can proliferate um, and create a probiotic fermented food. And what they do is they eat the starches and sugars in food and they have this salty, acidic environment that protects them and repels spoiling organisms so that the good ones can thrive. And they take cabbage and they turn it into sauerkraut or they take cucumbers and turn them into pickles. But it becomes fermented along the way because the abundant organisms, the naturally present abundant organisms make more of themselves by eating. They multiply. They produce beneficial acids and enzymes and explosion of vitamins. So you end up with an awesome food when you're done. And like I said, cabbage turns into sauerkraut. Cucumbers turn into pickles, but they are fermented. And so, um, so that process creates this salty, sour food. I mean, you add salt at the beginning, but it develops sour and it might even get less salty. So signs that it's going right as you're checking your ferment as you're going along, is it getting more sour? Is it salty? Is it even getting a little bit less salty or developing a complex salty flavor rather than a simple salty flavor? Is it developing a pleasant tang? And that's from the vitamins and the acids. Like I said, that sour, could go from a straight sour to more of a complex, pleasant, you know, tanginess that develops. It could even be getting some carbonation from the gases that the organisms are producing as they consume the sugars. So is there some carbonation? Not all foods are gonna be carbonated. It really depends on their texture and density and whatnot. Um, you may be developing a crisp or a crunch, uh, like um, 
cucumbers turning into pickles, sauerkraut or cabbage turning into, sorry, there's some construction going outside, like cabbage turning into sauerkraut. So is it developing that kind of crisp and crunch that you want in those foods? Um, and going back to Ali D's comment about it in his, the smell is quite strong, makes him want to throw up. Well, when you smell a ferment that's going right, you will get you know, a strong sour, you get a strong aroma. It even, when you open the jar, it could even have something that's slightly unpleasant first because of pent up gases. Um, but then it'll kind of disperse that and you'll end up with something that to me is pleasantly sour, but yet strong, but it doesn't repel, okay? Uh, so the key there is you might have str strong odor, you might have um, excessively sour, but it's not gonna be repellent. Repellent as in putrid and spoiling. That's a key difference there on the strong aroma. Now let's talk about signs that it's going wrong. So if you ever see mold, especially pink or fuzzy mold, that's a sign that it's spoiling, or at least at the very top, it's spoiling. It's not a thing you want to see. Um, if it's mushy, remember I gave you the example of sauerkraut and pickles? So if the cabbage, instead of turning into crisp, fresh sauerkraut, it's turning into mushy cabbage, that, that, then it's not, it's not going right. <laughs> or your pickles. You can end up with um, mushy pickles instead of crisp, cool pickles. So if you're ending up with mushy cucumbers, it's not going right. Back to the smell thing. Remember I was talking about the sour, strong odor when it's going right, could be pleasantly tangy, could be strong, but it's not repellent. Well, if, you're, if your ferment is going bad or going wrong, you will have a repellent smell, like a putrid smell, like rotting, like, you know, it's just, this is, this is where I say you will know. Your nose knows <laughs> because it's so putrid and disgusting, like rotting. Um, and I know, you know, you're getting into fermenting and that might be something it's hard to tell and you'll learn over time, but it's something where you wanna trust your gut in the beginning too, or trust your nose, uh, because you will know, your nose knows if it's rotting or not. Another thing, if you happen to taste it and you get an upset stomach, that could be because it's going wrong. Now, it doesn't have to be because um, people consume ferments for healing and they could be detoxing or having some kind of different kind of reaction to the ferment. So you don't always wanna assume that just because you get indigestion or something that it's bad, um, but I'm just throwing it out there that it's a possibility. Okay, so those are signs that it's going right, signs that it's going wrong. I perhaps should have started with the signs that it's going wrong first so I could end on a positive note because the thing that I dread is that any of you here walk away thinking that fermenting is too scary and that it's gonna go wrong and there's gonna be problems because that's simply not true. Most of the time, ferments do not go wrong. And the ways that you can ensure that is, you know, follow tried and true recipes like we have at Traditional Cooking School where you have plenty of salt. You even add a starter culture and you're not fermenting at too hot of temperatures and you're keeping it as auction free as possible. You're using clean containers. Uh, you don't ferment, like if you're doing veggie ferments, you're not fermenting them very close to like sourdough or cheese because those are more yeasty and you don't really wanna get too much yeasty involved in your veggie ferments that are pure a primarily um, beneficial bacteria. In the comments, I just someone saw someone say, and I can't quote it exactly because I skimmed past it, but in modern society, 
um, we have lost or we never acquired our smell and taste for fermented foods. So we could have the reaction that Ali is saying right now, which is he says it smells strong and quite rotten to him, but his wife says it's okay. Um, so he may not have acquired that smell or taste for fermented foods where they are actually okay. And I think now I'm leading you into my opinion based on what Ali's telling me here. Of course, I didn't smell it or taste it myself and I haven't quizzed his wife to see if, you know, when she says it's okay, what she really means. But my feeling is, from what Ali has said here, is that his ferment is probably okay and that it's not spoiled. If his has a strong aroma, that's okay. But he said it doesn't smell rotten and his wife says okay. So if it doesn't smell rotten and it's, in with the realm, it's within the realm of strong aroma, um, then it's a matter of him adjusting to the taste and kind of acquiring the taste. And he should just taste it, start small, um, maybe even switch. I don't know what he's fermenting from this, lacto-fermented vegetables. Um, and it's his current batch that's ending up stronger than usual. So that's within the realm of the variability of the beautiful process of fermenting. You don't always get the same result. So what do you guys think? You can tap the screen and share hearts. You can give some thumbs up or th thumbs down. If you don't agree, that's okay too. <laughs> Tell me what you think, if you agree with me or not, that LED's ferment is probably okay. You can also add in the comments if you have any other ways that you judge whether a ferment is going okay or not. I see lots of hearts. Good, so I guess you guys are on the same page with me. And I'm getting a thumbs up. Okay, I appreciate that. Although it's not about me, it's about Allie. <laughs> so you, you guys feel free to disagree. Some more thumbs up. <laughs> Lisa's saying, if the smell makes me want to vomit, I'm not eating it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I want you guys to enjoy it. So if it does make you want to vomit, that might be a thing where, you're, where it's spoiled. It could be spoiled. So if you're on the fence, let me end with this one last tip. I think it's important to say, if you're on the fence and you really can't decide is it spoiled or not, you could always um, err on the side of caution, give it to the compost or the animals. You could take a small bite and um, if you don't have any strong reactions and it doesn't seem repulsive or putrid to you, you could go on to have more. You could also, maybe that aroma has been built up and you let it disperse and it would be okay. So try some things like that uh, to decide, you know, to decide fully what to do. But there's nothing wrong with erring on the side of caution. Well, you guys keep chiming in with that, and I'm gonna wrap up by telling you that if you haven't already grabbed my free fermenting formulas cheat sheet, I have that as a gift for you. You can get it at tradcookschool.com slash ferment sheet. Ferment sheet is one word, so ferment sheet. And in that, I have formulas for safe, tried and true ferments of all kinds, krauts, relishes, chutneys, pickles, beverages. And so you can just refer to that for how much culture, how much salt, how much brine, how much veggies, you know, and I, I go by standard volume amounts, like for a quart jar of pickles, this is what you need. So feel free to grab that, tradcookschool.com slash ferment sheet. It's a free gift for you. And thank you all for being here. Thank you so much. As I've been talking, I'm getting some more thumbs ups and some hearts in the comments. So I think we're all on the same page. And let me just remind you that if, if you want to check out the show notes for this episode of Ask Wardy, you go to tradcookschool.com slash AW027. Okay, God bless you all. Thanks for coming. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for joining me today. Here's what to do next. Ask Wardy wouldn't be possible without your questions, so please keep them coming. 
If you're on Twitter, tweet me at TradCookSchool with your question and use the hashtag AskWardy or send an email to wardy at askwardy.tv. To get the show notes, links mentioned, video replay, or even to catch up on past episodes of Ask Wardy, go to askwardy.tv. To join the fun of the live video recording, be sure to follow me with the handle at TradCookSchool on the Periscope app or go to periscope.tv slash tradcookschool. We record live on Wednesdays at 10 a.m. Pacific. That's 1 p.m. Eastern. And finally, you can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, the Podcasts app, or Stitcher. If you're on a mobile device, just search for Ask Wardy while you're in the app. If you're on a desktop or laptop, go to tradcookschool.com slash awitunes right in your browser. And while you're there, please leave a rating or review. I love to read your comments and your feedback makes it much more likely that others who are interested in traditional cooking will find Ask Wardy too. Thanks so much. God bless you. And I'll see you next week.